WearMaskMarket.com, a Michigan-based company that allows you to create your own unique mask for you, your family, or business. We have over 100 pre-made designs that can be shipped within 24 hours. And if you buy one today, we will donate one. Let's work together to help others in this time of need. Only at MaskMarket.com. Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about POW Audio. Now, POW Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is POW Audio going to change my listening experience? Because POW Audio has a revolutionary design, delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound and a collapsible Bluetooth speaker. That's right, collapsible Bluetooth speaker and is designed for ultimate portability. So check out Facebook.com, search POW Audio or on their website, POWAudio.com. That's P-O-W-Audio.com. One more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast live on YouTube, Facebook.com, and Twitter. Thank you so much. My name, once again, is TJ Jones, if you're new to the State of the Saints podcast. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about Michael Thomas. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people in the Who That Nation know already that Michael Thomas uh, has been suspended uh, by the New Orleans Saints. He was sent home on uh, yesterday. I'm recording this on a Sunday, by the way. Uh, he was sent home from Saturday's practice after he got into an altercation with safety C.J. Garner-Johnson. And uh, there's a lot of speculation going on around here, a lot of conflicting stories. So we're definitely going to get to the bottom of it. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking about some of those conspiracy theories out there. And uh, I really have a lot of things to say when it comes to some of your uh, personal views about some of these things. But I want to say thank you very much for taking the time out to uh, be a part of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for all those that checked out the video on yesterday. Once again, I know normally I do the shows live, but on yesterday I didn't get the opportunity to uh, go live. So I decided to record it and I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, that video was actually about Michael Thomas. Ironically, <laughs> we were talking about will he play on Monday? And now we realize that that's not going to happen. But I want to give a special shout out to everybody that is filing into the chat right now. Uh, once again, if you're new to the State of Saints podcast, this is a show where we interact with one another. You know what I'm saying? I interact with people that are in the chat. This show isn't about uh you know donations or anything like that if you donate to the state of saints podcast we're appreciative uh but we do uh answer questions if you put them into the chat so 
want to say thank you all that i see a lot of people that's new inside the chat so i just wanted to let that be known a uh, special shout out to uh my guy jerry poor your boy jay i uh, see 704 bound charlotte uh seems like he is a carolina Panthers fan shouts out to you man welcome to the show pammy whammy is here uh we also have rj mason uh ethel and uh, so many others so uh without further ado let's go ahead and get into it man let's go i'm just going to go ahead and right off the bat just read something that's in, located in the comments uh let's see let's start with dalton my guy dalton dalton says michael thomas punch chauncey garner johnson well yeah that's right dalton that seems to be the story and i don't know where people are getting malcolm jenkins from him getting into a fight with malcolm jenkins uh look i i get it man people like to put things out there in the twitter verse you got people out here who making phantom pages trying to make themselves seem like they're nfl insiders they're disguising themselves as ian rapaport they're disguising themselves as adam Schefter. but these these reports are not true okay um this is coming from nick underhill a guy who follows the saints i'm pretty sure some of you probably already know uh nick underhill you can check him out on neworleansfootball.com um he, he writes articles all the time about the new orleans saints but this is the story all right this is the story this is what happened at saturday's practice uh cj garner johnson and michael thomas were chirping at one another you know what i'm saying they were going at it pretty hard at practice uh you know what i'm saying some words were exchanged and they were actually working on red zone uh offense and uh michael thomas uh i guess he took exceptions to the way that cj garner johnson was guarding him at the particular time and they just kind of got into it man you know they they both were fighting and stuff like that you know saying some fists uh you know fisticuffs were uh you know were blown and uh the, the team separated them but that wasn't the issue i mean guys get into problems and get into altercations all the time i mean uh football is a, a very masculine sport you know what i'm saying you know t- t- uh, testosterone is at an all-time high so you know egos you know what i'm saying definitely uh you know what i'm saying uh, uh, out there you know what i'm saying definitely when you're dealing with multi-million dollar players like that and definitely you know what i'm saying when you're testing another guy's manhood but anyway you know what i'm saying they were pulled apart by teammates but michael thomas uh, took it a little bit further and he uh, actually disrespected some of the coaching staff and that's what caused uh coach sean payton to send michael thomas home he was fine and he would not play in the game monday night versus the los angeles chargers and that is the story that happened uh the story about malcolm jenkins uh people talking about apparently him calling michael thomas slant boy that definitely was not the case i think that's something that uh most people probably on rival teams probably just put out there you know probably mad because their respected team can't stop M- michael thomas and one of those uh, 149 catches or probably 12 or 13 probably came on their team so that wasn't the case you have people out here that's blaming malcolm jenkins look let's just call a spade a spade some of you out there don't like malcolm jenkins because of how strongly he feels about some of these social justice issues that's the main issue it has absolutely nothing to do with football it's your own personal view about malcolm jenkins i get i get inboxes all the time i see comments on the state of the saints podcast facebook page people are talking about malcolm jenkins he needs to stick to football malcolm jenkins oh he cares too much about what's going on in community and not what's going on on the football field some of you don't like this little social justice issues that he has going on so apparently you have any way that you can you're going to try to find a way to try to discredit or try to demean a man 
you need to get yourself in check because he had absolutely nothing to do with that and save your own personal views and maybe you need to have a come to jesus meeting with actual jesus okay because he wasn't actually there okay he had absolutely nothing to do with this was a confrontation between chauncey garner johnson or cj garner johnson or cd dukes whatever he's calling himself and michael thomas okay these guys have gotten into it before okay they got into it at a practice before the seattle seahawk game last year and both of these guys are extremely vocal they're extremely passionate so i mean that's going to happen man i don't think that is something that we need to worry about i know people are talking about oh man mike michael thomas changed on michael thomas he different ever since he got his money no michael thomas has always been this way michael thomas has always been extremely vocal michael thomas has always been extremely competitive and he has been, been very very outspoken and i feel like that's very hypocritical of saints fans when this guy goes at it with different players on teams all of a sudden it's so funny but now all of a sudden he's being who he is now all of a sudden it's a problem now nah, man we need to chill out with all that okay we can't pick our battles as saint fans all right you gotta love the guy for who he is and what he represents and i, I like the passion man you know what i'm saying it's not i feel like he took it a little bit too far but i've been there you know what i'm saying I, i've been and you know what i'm saying i've been playing basketball and definitely played football where guys you know what i'm saying are chirping guys are you know what i'm saying probably getting the best of me that day I'm getting the best of them. You know what I'm saying? They probably want to fight. It happens. So I, I don't feel like it's nothing that we have to worry about. Michael Thomas is, is not a, you know what I'm saying, a diva. Michael Thomas is not out here trying to destroy the Saints franchise. I just feel like this was one of those moments where, you know, uh, you know, just uh, tension was at an all-time high, and these guys went at it. And, you know, I mean, Michael Thomas got sent home, but I wasn't a real big fan of Michael Thomas playing anyway. Uh, I, I feel like Michael Thomas shouldn't have been playing in the first place. And honestly, as crazy as this sound, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise. Because what if he would have went out there not fully healthy and all of a sudden he reactivated his ankle? Now we see, um, may God bless him, man. My prayers go out. We seen what happened to Dak Prescott today. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who's to say that something like that couldn't possibly happen to Michael Thomas going up, you know what I'm saying, trying to catch a pass or going up, you know what I'm saying, trying to run a route. Like, I feel like they rushed this guy back way, way too quickly, okay, way too quickly. So um, probably was a blessing in disguise. Um, you don't want to see two teammates uh, that really are very important to the success of the Saints team going at it, you know, to a point where they have to be separated. Uh, I think Michael Thomas may have took it a little bit too far going at the coaches. But look, I like the fire and I like the passion of Michael Thomas. So I'm not going to sit up here and criticize Michael Thomas way too much and say, oh, man, Michael Thomas, he different. He changed since he got his money. Nah, man, this is the stuff that made us fall in love with Michael Thomas. This is the dog that he is. You know what I'm saying? This is the grimy guy that he is when it comes to him being a football player. So I'm not going to change my mind about that because I'm one of those people that take people exactly for what they are. You know what I'm saying? Like I love you know what I'm saying? Michael Thomas for everything that he represents. And some of these same characteristics is the reason why we love him. So anybody that's out here criticizing Michael Thomas, anybody out here talking about this man change, you're being a very you're being a hypocrite because this is the same person that we were all laughing with when he was talking about Josh Norman. This was the same guy we all were laughing with when he was talking about Devontae Parker. This was the same person we was laughing with when he was going at it with Stefan Diggs. So don't 
just because he's out there talking with a teammate or, or going at it with a teammate and all of a sudden, oh, what's wrong with Michael Thomas? Nah, bro. Uh-uh. That's very hypocritical as Saints fans. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about this guy in, in, in that regard because those are the things that made us like him, period. All right, so we're going to go ahead and uh, go through the chat. Uh, Josh says, CJ always starting fights with teammates, though. If anything, it's CJ who should have been sent home. Well, look, I don't think it's the fact that they got into a fight, Josh. It was the fact that Michael Thomas, uh, I mean, he should have, you know, allowed logic to set in, but he went at it with a coach. That was the reason why he got sent home. And I do want to say this, folks, you know, um, we give Sean Payton a lot of, you know what I'm saying, a lot of flack when we talk about his play call and we talk about him, you know, losing his fastball when it comes to calling the plays. But this right here was a really good move. And it was a move that a lot of coaches would not have made. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can imagine, like, back in the days, you know what I'm saying? Like, I heard the stories about Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick uh, when they, you know what I'm saying, were part of the New York football giants when Parcells was the coach, Belichick was the defensive coordinator, and Lawrence Taylor, who was a league MVP and the most dominant force in the NFL at the time, would show up late to uh to practice and show up late to film study and then you will fall asleep in the black back of the room and you know nobody would say anything to him at all okay just because he's Lawrence Taylor and what he represents this is a guy that's the offensive player of the year this is a guy that had more receptions than any other receiver in NFL history in the season and Sean Payton has the gall the balls if you will to send his elite wide receiver home that shows you right there that no matter if you're Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, or your Lil Jordan Humphreys, there's a standard that you have to have to play for the New Orleans Saints. And if you don't, then you're going to get sent home and some disciplinary action is going to take place. So I got a lot of respect for Sean Payton in that regard because I know a lot of coaches out there would have turned the other way and would have kept it moving. Okay, I feel like that's one of those moves that is going to make players respect Sean Payton down the line. That is one of those moves that, if you weren't on board at first, that would get you on board. And especially if you're an up-and-coming player, okay? If you was a guy that was probably with dragging behind, you know what I'm saying, just showing up maybe five minutes, you know what I'm saying, late or, or two minutes late, that's going to make you want to come five minutes earlier, ten minutes earlier, because you realize that if Michael Thomas is getting suspended, if Michael Thomas gets sent home, gets sent home then I know for a fact I need to straighten up the fly right. So that definitely was a message that was – that was sent, you know what I'm saying, loud throughout that locker room, I'm pretty sure. So respect to Sean Payton for that. Mike says, I agree with you, TJ. I love the strong side from Michael Thomas. Uh, he's no pushover. Yeah, man, I, I just feel like we get mad at guys when, when we feel like we got something invested in it, okay? But we love it when we ain't got no dog in the fight, so to speak. We like when he we, we, we can sit back and analyze it and look around and be like, oh, he talking about Devontae. Oh, he talking about Stefan Diggs. Oh, he talking about this person and that person. But when it hit close to home and we feel like we got something to lose, oh, man, he taking it too far. Nah, bro, that's, like, that's hypocrisy at its best. I'm not going to sit up here and be crying and boo-hooing about Michael Thomas going at it with C.J. Garner-Johnson. I'm not going to sit up here and start calling this man a new A.B., I'm not going to sit up here and start talking about this man contract because the guy deserves his money. Okay. This guy deserves his bread, regardless of what he did at practice. Michael Thomas deserves his money. I don't care what y'all say. You can talk about, 
how much he got paid all you want to. This guy is greatly missed in this offense. You know it. I know it, okay? I don't care if the Saints play at Detroit and we seen Traquan Smith emerge, we seen Emmanuel Sanders do his thing. We know that we are going to get consistency from Michael Thomas. He has been consistent since he stepped foot in the Saints locker room coming out of Ohio State. Every single year, he has gotten better and better, okay? So forget all the rest of that stuff that you're talking about. Bump what you're talking about, okay? This guy is very... Very important to the success of the team, and he deserves his bread, okay? And I think on a day like this, when we're talking about contracts, when we're talking about a guy like Dak Prescott, you know what I'm saying? Like, look look what happened with him, okay? Look what happened with Dak. For all these people out here, what a person deserved. Tell me this guy did not deserve his contract, okay? Tell me Michael Thomas didn't deserve his contract, all right? So... Anybody out here complaining and talking about players about their contracts, man, knock it off. Knock it off. All right. Because these guys deserve it. Michael Thomas deserves his contract. I don't care what the hell he did. Dog on dog. Exactly. What's up with Taysom Hill? Uh, I have no idea. I really don't know what's going on with Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom Hill has taken a step back. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he you know, really needed the off-season workouts. I don't know if he was working out in the off-season. I, I really just don't know what's going on with Taysom Hill, but he is definitely not the player that he was last season. And on top of that, Sean Payton is not doing him any favors by rolling out that same old washed-up uh, RPOs that he's running, okay? I mean, he's not doing him any favors. Uh, Sean Payton needs to understand that Taysom Hill is not just a guy who can run somebody over and lower the shoulder he's a guy that can actually throw the football because he is a quarterback now i understand that you put him on special teams i understand you put him at the tight end position but the guy primary position is a quarterback and this called me old-fashioned all right maybe not so old-fashioned because back in the 60s they used to run a ball a lot but let's just say maybe old-fashioned when it comes to the 80s all right but a quarterback used to throw the football all right i mean maybe maybe i'm wrong but if you're a quarterback, shouldn't you throw the football? So why, why the hell do you have him running RPOs all the time? Nobody's buying what you're selling. So I feel like a combination of that and no offseason activities might be the issue with Taysom Hill. Troopy told Johnson it is a hothead and always has been one. Well, I don't care about that, okay? I don't care because I knew a couple years ago, and I've seen it, and I've talked about it. The Saints were soft as cottonell tissue. Okay. Defensively, they were soft. They were a bunch of choir boys. You know what I'm saying? Especially like during the time when Jimmy Graham then was here, they was all finesse. Okay. They was all sizzle and no state. All right. They was all uh, uh they was all regular unleaded and no supreme. They was, you know what I'm saying, just you know, all burger and no fries. This team was straight up 100 percent soft. All right, they ain't have no dogs, no rough riders, nobody on their team. Everybody was getting ran over, rough shot, and getting slapped around. And then they'll come out there, you know what I'm saying, like go up against a team like Seattle and get and get punched all up in the mouth and don't even try to fight back. I have absolutely no problem with C.J. Garner-Johnson being on this team. I have absolutely no problem with people like Janora Jenkins and, and, and D.J. Swearinger being on the team because this team for a long time had an identity of being soft, okay? Stephon Anthony, soft. Haloe Kakaha was soft. Jarius Bird was soft. Jimmy Graham 
was soft. Brandon Cooks was soft. So I don't care what anybody else is saying about C.J. Garner-Johnson. I want some dogs in the locker room, okay? All that quiet boy and all that political talk, say that for the campaign trail. I don't want no quiet boys in my locker room. You could have a quiet boy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can, you can have some guys that's quiet boys, you know what I'm saying? Don't want to rattle the cage and stuff like that. But you need them rough riders out there, man. You need them guys that's grimy and gritty. You need them in your locker room, man. If, like I said, if you're looking for guys to be shake hands and politicking, you know what I'm saying? Turn the CNN or Fox News right here, man. I want some dogs straight up. I, I don't, I don't want no, I don't want no soft dudes. These dudes were soft back in the day. All right. So these guys coming in, bringing a whole different type of flavor, jawing at the mouth, uh, being competitive at practice. I love it. I love it, bro. I, I love it straight up. Anybody around here that's acting like, oh man, this is so horrible. What happened to the team? Nah, bro, you need this. This builds character. This build camaraderie right here, man. That's what you want, man. Iron sharpens iron. Do y'all not understand that? If dudes out here just, one guy's just getting the best of everybody on the team, what the hell you think going to happen on Sunday? Huh? What you think going to happen on Sunday? If you letting Michael Thomas push you over like that, or you or, or vice versa, you letting CJ Gardner Johnson push you around like that, what you think going to happen when you have guys out there that's equivalent or even better than the talent that these guys have? They're going to get ran over. So, Bump all that stuff, man. I don't want – look, look, I don't need no choir boy, okay? I don't need no choir boys, you know what I'm saying? Like, save that for the church house. You feel me? Uh, They both are warriors. Yep. Some headbusters only. Absolutely. They're going to make up. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are, Annie. You know, they're going to make up. I mean, they're teammates. They're teammates. They're buddies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't even want to say they're buddies. Like, I want y'all to understand this. <laughs> Anybody ever played football, you know what I'm talking about. Just because you teammates don't mean you like each other. I, I just want to make that very clear. Just because you're playing on the same team don't mean you like each other. Okay, for it, I'll give you a prime example. Patrick Queen and Joe Burrow won a national championship together, right? The Baltimore Ravens played the Cincinnati Bengals today, and – Patrick Queen teed off on Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Hitting him so hard that he forced Joe Burrow to fumble the football. All right? And even during the week when they were talking, uh, he was talking to the media. He made it perfectly clear. Him and Joe Burrow didn't get along. All right? So those guys won championships together. Patrick Queen was the leader of the defense, and Joe Burrow was the leader of the offense. These guys won a championship together, and they didn't get along. So everybody that you on the same team with, everybody that you rolling with, Ace Boone Cooning with, so to speak, that don't mean that you don't mean that y'all Ace Boone Cooning. You know what I'm saying? People just think that. People just think these guys show up. But think about this. This is a job. Now I'm about to put some people on the spot. How many people out there work with somebody they can't stand? Y'all work at the same company, but y'all can't stand each other. But y'all necessary. They probably good at what they do. You probably good at what you do. Okay, but you just don't like that person. I mean, but y'all still work together. It's no different in football. Jimmy Steele's, uh, Jimmy Steele's Junior Cooks, uh, Sean ain't scared to lose talent. He will find more talent. Man, that boy ain't going nowhere, Phil. He ain't going nowhere. And it, it happens. It happens. 
Thanks, bro. Preach, brother. I appreciate it, man. Be glad you're enjoying the commentary. Uh, EJ, what's going on? This is my brother, right? He says, well said, little bro. Brought a tear to my eyes. Man, I'm just being honest, EJ, bro. I'm just being honest, man. I, I just think that people around here are way too hypocritical, man. I know a lot of people are probably wondering what angle I was going to come at from this. Probably thought that I was going to come here and tell um, Michael Thomas a new one, but I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Because, that, <laughs> I mean, I, I love everything about Michael Thomas. I wouldn't change him at all. We don't know for sure what started it. I only seen rumors. Now, I actually know exactly what happened, Spencer. I actually know what happened. Okay, this comes from an actual reporter that was in, you know what I'm saying, that was like he he is uh, fully involved with the team. So uh, Nick Underhill, you know what I'm saying? Like check out Nick Underhill, uh, New Orleans uh, dot football. Check him out. He have a whole article out there right now talking about what happened. Peyton has lost this team. I definitely disagree with that. Why why did he lose his team? Like, okay, do y'all really believe? Like, let's just be honest. Do y'all really believe these players don't fight? Just like, congratulations, everybody out there. Give yourself a round of applause because you finally found out something that happens inside of organizations all the damn time. Do y'all understand how much players fight? Do y'all understand how much players don't get along? Do y'all understand how many closed practices that they have that guys go at it with one another? Do y'all understand it? Now, all of a sudden, we know a little something. Right now, everybody's talking about it. And now, all of a sudden, Sean Payton loses his team. Give me a break, man. This stuff happens all the time. The only difference is you don't know about it. You sleep. You sleep. But these things happen all the time. It happens all the time. These players fight all the time. You just do not know it. See, that's the problem. We, You know what I'm saying? Because the power of social media, we feel like if we don't hear about it, it didn't happen. But this happens all the time. Sean Payton didn't lose nothing. These guys <laughs> fight all the time. We just, we just finding out about it. So get yourself a round of applause. Get yourself a hand clap. Because you're, you're finding out about something that happens all the time. All the time throughout organizations all across the league. TJ, I hope swearing your pops a uh, charger receiver right in the mouth tomorrow. Yeah, man, I hope he uh, he bring that wood tomorrow, man. No doubt about that. Uh, Peyton, Anthony Davis soft, TJ, you left him out. Yeah, Anthony Davis is a tad bit soft, man, in my honest and humble opinion. um, I think that was a sucker move, uh, you know what I'm saying, him leaving uh, uh, the Pelicans like that, you know, with the that's all folk T-shirt on. But I don't know, man, if you want to go out there and be Scotty Pippen to uh, – to LeBron James, Michael Jordan, then uh, knock yourself out. Uh, what happened? Uh, Michael Thomas was suspended. He was suspended for fighting with C.J. Garner Johnson, so he won't be playing tomorrow. All right. Uh, congratulations to the Lakers. They won a handicap championship. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm just being honest with you. I, I really don't care about the NBA Finals. This doesn't feel like a playoffs. I mean, it didn't feel like the playoffs. It don't feel like the Finals. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Because I feel like <laughs> I, I was just going to be real. If the Clippers were at the Staples Center and they were playing against the Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets wouldn't have beat them, okay? I just feel like it's, it's, it's different. It's different. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of the teams that were moving on in the finals, they, they won because 
You know what I'm saying? Because of the elements. I don't even, I didn't even look at, I may have looked at maybe a minute or two of one of the games. I mean, it just didn't feel like it to me. Whoever said Shore lost the team, they crazy. Yeah, that's that, that I don't I don't agree with that. Your 100 uh million dollar receiver gets suspended. And you know, who cares? Like who cares? Like like let's just be honest about this. And, I, and I'm about and I'm about to put people on the spot right now. I'm about to put people on the spot right now. Your 100 million dollar receiver was suspended. How many people out there when I put out a video, I asked the question, should Michael Thomas play in a week five game versus Los Angeles Chargers? How many people out there say, man, he should play after the bye week? So how in the hell is this a concern? Nobody wanted him to play in the first place. Who the hell wanted Michael Thomas to play? Who the hell wanted Michael Thomas to play against the Chargers? Not me. And Depp, I mean, I, I see my boy Kimo. I seen Jerry. I seen so many other people that was up in this thing who said, nah, man, don't let him play. Go face Griller. I mean, all he cats was like, nah, bro, nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I don't think he should play. I ain't seen people saying, man, Michael Thomas should play. Now all of a sudden he get into a scrimmage. Now he the $100 million receiver. Man, knock it off. Knock it off. Nobody wanted this dude to play anyway. And in a way, I hate to say it, I'm sorry he got sent home. I'm sorry it was fine, but I'm happy. I'm happy that Sean Payton didn't subject this man to, I mean, didn't subject this man to go out there and possibly set himself back by playing on a, a still sore ankle. They probably going to inject him up with just to numb the pain just a tad bit so he can go out there and perform. So you go from being out five weeks to being out about seven weeks. Sound pretty damn good to me. With a high ankle sprain, the most you're supposed to sit out is like five to six weeks. So we're going into about almost seven weeks with this. So with that, I'm happy. And he didn't play, he didn't miss about six or seven games. So that's, he he fresh as a daisy. Y'all say he only played one game. <laughs> and in that game, he only got targeted maybe twice. In that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think he had about 13 yards. So he's as fresh as a daisy. So he should be coming in, killing it. Midway through the season, this guy's still fresh. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like we're gonna pretend like this is a big deal now, but a couple of days ago, we didn't even want this guy to play. Huh? Seriously? TJ, much respect for your knowledge, bro. Players fight in practice all the time. Just most incidents aren't reported. Yeah. That's the truth. You know, I mean, <laughs> look, man, y'all should already know this, man. How many people out here that take pictures with their significant others, boyfriend, girlfriends, or whatever? Oh, they so happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, fronting. You know, like, like let, act like they don't fight. Act like they don't never disagree. It happens. We may not see it. They may not post, man, we just got into the biggest fight ever. But it happens. Despite... You know, despite what the heck going on or what we think is going on, we think we know everything. We think we got everything because the world is at our fingertips right now, right? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like the, the situation that happened with Dak Prescott happened like that, right? Where everybody knew about it, whether you were watching a cowboy game or not. And we feel like we know everything now because everything is at our fingertips. But 
bruh, if everybody keep everything quiet and keep it on a hush and nobody says nothing, just imagine how much stuff we don't know. The world just makes us feel like we know everything, but we don't. So guys get into it all the time. You know, I don't understand why we're acting like this new. It's not. What is your prediction on the game tomorrow night? And what do you think the score is going to be in your opinion? Do you think Michael Thomas uh, could get traded? Hell no, nah, Brian. Brian, Michael Thomas isn't going anywhere, my friend. Not at all, buddy. Uh, buddy. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and talk about the game. Let's talk about it. Okay, I'll I go ahead and, you know, talk about it. Okay, the Saints taking on the Los Angeles Chargers Monday Night Football. Saints have been Saints have been prime time all year long, man. You know what I'm saying? They've been on almost every uh, prime time and every prime time slot, basically. But uh, I think the Saints are going to win this football game because the Saints are going to run the football. Um, I don't think the Saints are going to be airing out the football all over the place. I think it's going to be a repeat of what we seen last week. Uh, I think that the Saints are going to be, you know what I'm saying, trying to run the football. I think that the the Los Angeles, Los Angeles Chargers are going to try to neutralize Alvin Kamara. They're probably going to try to line up one of their more, more athletic linebackers to try to shadow him. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, I also think they're going to try to put pressure on Drew Brees. Don't be surprised if Joey Bosa gets lined up in the middle trying to go up against uh, Nick Easton or possibly uh, Cesar Ruiz on the other side. They're going to try to find ways to try to get pressure on Drew Brees, try to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, I, I feel like Justin Herbert is going to get the Saints a run for their money. I feel like this is going to be a, a, a competitive game. I think it's going to be a back and forth contest. I think when people think about Justin Herbert, they think about a guy that has good arm strength, but Justin Herbert can hurt the Saints in a lot of ways, man. One way I feel like Justin Herbert is going to hurt the Saints in this game is by him scrambling. Uh, I, I think that people don't give him enough credit for being a scrambling quarterback. Now, he's not one of those guys that's like Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, or, or Kyler Murray or nothing like that. But if the pocket breaks down, he will run. And we all, all know that the Saints uh, run a lot of, you know what I'm saying, they've been running a lot of cover two, a lot of zone. So, you know what I'm saying, with that, you know what I'm saying, you got linebackers that's, that's guarding certain players and it leaves the, the field like wide open. So the Saints are going to have to worry about possibly shadowing, you know, having somebody shadow him and make sure that he doesn't run out of the pocket or make sure they keep him neutralized. Uh, but I do think the Saints are going to win this football game. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, one of those games that get up into the 30s. Uh, I don't want to say it's going to be a shootout, but it's definitely going to be a competitive contest. But I think the Saints are going to win. Michael Thomas was ready to throw them things. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. It definitely seems that way. Uh, and once again, everybody, you know, I do apologize. Uh, this is not going to be a long show tonight. Uh, I have a meeting I got to go to early in the morning. So um, I'm probably going to be taking just a few more uh, questions and then we're going to go ahead and head up out of here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Thomas needs to sit out anyway, and I didn't want him to play. Exactly. Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much. Nobody wanted him to play. But that goes to show you how people just make everything such a big deal. A couple of days ago, we didn't want him to play. Now, all of a sudden, oh, oh, he's changed. He's different. Like, come on, man. We didn't want this dude to play. No way. We didn't want him to play. No way. Shout it loudly. Do not underestimate the charges. Absolutely, Ghostface. Do not underestimate the charges. 
Do not. But I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think they watched the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they seen how Tampa was uh getting fits. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they got the uh I think they got the Chargers. Well, I think uh, the Saints got the uh, their undivided attention. You know what I'm saying? They definitely do. Uh, I believe uh, it's over for Breeze. Well, I don't think Breeze should be on a narrative, uh, uh, being a narrative this week. Uh, I think that Drew Breeze uh, did a good job last week. We need to take it from week to week, folks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that this was the week, and I don't think that this is the time really to be talking about Drew Breeze's career being over. Because the last thing we seen with Drew Brees out there carving up the defense of the Detroit Lions like a Thanksgiving turkey. And I know some people will say, well, it's the Detroit Lions. It's the Detroit Lions. Well, the Green Bay Packers don't have a good defense either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and he wasn't carving them up. <laughs> like, so, and, and neither do the Raiders. I mean, even though the Raiders won the day against the Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs was getting the ball down the field like it was Madden on rookie. So, Come on, man. Like, I don't look, you know, like, this isn't the week, man. I mean, we're going to talk about Drew Brees and talk about his career being over. This ain't the week to talk about it, man. You know, and um, he did a good job. So uh, he he hushed up a lot of the naysayers. Nah, Dre, I think Drew wants to destroy the team that gave up on him. Absolutely. It's always personal when he plays the Chargers. Always personal. I'm going to see you tomorrow before the game. Uh, let me see. I should be able to. I I should be able to do a pregame show. I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know because I mean the meeting I'm going to gonna last pretty much all day. Uh, Mike T is out. Emmanuel Sanders number seventeen. Problem solved. Exactly. Problem solved. I mean, if anything, you know what I'm saying this is helping the chemistry of uh Drew Brees, Traquan Smith, and Emmanuel Sanders. So by the time Michael Thomas come back, man, they should be. They should be clicking on all cylinders. Everybody should be eating out there. Man, I hope they don't underestimate the charges because that's something the Saints do. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, nah. Travis, an older Saints team, yeah. This, this modern day Saints team, they don't underestimate nobody. They don't, you know. And when they do lose those games, it'd be self-inflicted. You know what I'm saying? It'd be self-inflicted wounds. Like, you can't, you can't admit. You can't admit, folks. A lot of the times when the Saints lose, they never just get blew out. Like, the last time the Saints honestly got blew out was crazy, and it was by the Falcons. It was by the Falcons. That's the last time the Saints got blew out. But they don't get blew out very often. So they definitely go in and they play really, really well. In my opinion, I think if some of the people on the team need to have the uh, mentality that Michael Thomas and the approach that he has uh, to the game, that's why the defense has uh, get smoked like brisket. Yeah. Um, that's why I say I need some dogs on my team. I need some rough riders. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got no problem with no Mike. I don't got no problem with Mike T's personality at all. Won't get no problem from me, folks. None. The Detroit Lions are pathetic. I don't care. I don't care. They're saying Detroit Lions team beat a very decent Arizona Cardinals team. All right, so and they and they should have beat the Bears if it wasn't for Swift dropping that pass in the back of the end zone. And we see what the Bears are right now, right? So we can't sit up here and just be like, "Oh, they're they're the Detroit Lions." Okay, I mean that's still the NFL team with a lot of pride. Uh, Magic uh, Tampa didn't resign to do so. 
Y'all seen um, Tom standing on the field after they didn't get the fourth down. <laughs> yeah, man, we forgot what down it was. Yeah, but I don't know, man. It happens. It happens sometimes. Play enough football, it'll happen to you. I mean, he played 21 years or 20 years. His Twitter name is Can't Guard Mike. What do you expect? <laughs> uh, giving a shout out to Jerry. The Chargers had better defense than Detroit, bro. That don't mean nothing. Like, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like, that, like this is an NFL team, man. Any team can be any other team on any given Sunday. If you go out there half-assing it and, and, you know what I'm saying, like, even, you know what I'm saying, like, even the Giants out there, you know what I'm saying, being competitive, even though you can say the Cowboys, you know what I'm saying, like, man, once again, man, every time I think about Cowboys, now I think about Dak. But um, even even the Giants, you know what I'm saying? These these teams got pride, man. These guys playing for a check, okay? These guys are playing. You know what I'm saying? This is their livelihoods. They can't go out there slacking. These guys can get cut. So I'm look. I don't look bad. Nobody. I don't look bad. Nobody. Detroit Lions could have beat the Saints, in my opinion. They could have beat them. They had. They got the talent on their team to beat the Saints. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit up here and act. I don't look at the schedule and be like, that's a win. That's a win. I don't do that. I don't do that. Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like they thought the Saints thought they was going to beat the Raiders, right? Some people thought that the Saints were going to beat the Raiders. They thought it was probably going to be an easy win. Same old Raiders, right? Yeah, it's the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? They ain't nobody. Look what happened. It just shows this is not going to be our year. I ain't saying all that. Uh, they overlooked the Falcons game. Yep. I don't even think they overlooked the Falcons game. Uh, I think that the Falcons caught them off guard because you got to keep in mind, Ice Man, they changed out, they changed around a lot of their coaching staff. And a lot of the guys that that they brought in and changed around, they brought a different philosophy for that particular week. So they kind of caught the Saints off guard. Uh the passing game worked well last week. I am not too worried uh, about missing Mike T. Yeah, me neither. I know Mike T going to be a hound when he back, though. Yeah, he should be. Let me see. Gave both them, uh, uh, gave both they pink slip. Yeah, man, Dan Quinn out. <laughs> Done. Uh, throughout all the unbelievers. Uh, Ali, I love my team. If we're going, uh, if we are going to discipline the players, make sure that he, uh, we discipline Breeze from throwing so many interceptions and, and throwing bad. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't know. I think it's completely different. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you just have a bad week versus, you know, disrespecting the coaching staff. You can't do that now. Can't do that. Uh, Dak is a dude. That was uh what indeed your statement uh is not funny, not at all. Um uh, I don't I don't even know what was said about that. And I hope it wasn't nothing disrespectful, man. I will hope that uh people have enough class, man, that a guy who's actually as we speak right now is having uh surgery on his on his broken ankle. I will hope that people will have a little bit more respect. I hope it's I hope it's not not nothing like that, man, because this guy is a Rather you like the Cowboys or not, and I definitely don't. 
this guy's a warrior man he's a fighter uh the way that the dallas cowboys did that guy was just straight up down bad dirty um and that's why i say you know like we get mad at players for sitting out holding out and we like oh man you know man they, they selfish they're a team killer they be killing the team like this is why these guys sit out look at that man I, this man signed a signed a franchise tag this is only gonna get this man enough uh, that money for this year but what about down the line now this man Korean jeopardy in now what now what so that injury is not funny uh do not quit your day job yeah man I I I'm glad I didn't even read that man that we, we are not going to talk about a, a, a man who you know what I'm saying we don't even know if this man gonna be able to play the game of football right now you know what I'm saying we don't even know if this man gonna be able to come back and do this so not cool at all uh Dak should have held out I feel bad for him because Jerry Jones is not going to offer him anything now that he has a major injury yeah he'll sign and not on and not only that I bet you you know what I'm saying as as grimy as this sound as grimy as this sound folks I bet in the back of Jerry Jones mind I bet he was thinking man I dodged the bullet as crazy as that sound but I, I believe that's that's what it is I believe that was going through his mind. I'm a cowboy hater, and I wanted to cry with Dak. Yeah, man. I've, I've said this on several occasions. I wouldn't mind Dak Prescott playing for the Saints. But who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like, with this injury and what he sustained, I mean, I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think they're going to sign him back. I don't think they're going to sign him back. So, who knows? I mean, life is funny. We're going to the Super Bowl. Who they? Well, I like that type of optimism. Uh, I'm going to read a few more, and then I'm going to get up out of here, folks. Uh, can we snatch Dak after he returns? That's what I was saying, DJ. Same thing I said. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing Dak in the Saints uniform. Uh, let's see. And the last one, um, Keelan says, is Lattimore Jenkins playing tomorrow? Uh, Lattimore is questionable. I'm pretty sure he's going to play, but Jenkins is not. Uh, I also seen somebody, uh, I guess that's a Panthers fan talking about they're going to win the division. The Panthers fans do not want to smoke. Look, man, I already said it. I mean, people laughed at me and thought it was I was being funny when I said that the Panthers probably was going to end up being 10 and 6. It, they laughed. They thought it was funny. But I was like, you never, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we got to think about it like this, folks. We got to think about it like this back in 2006. There was a coach that was an offensive coordinator, never had, was a head coach. His name was Sean Payton, and he came to the uh, the lowly New Orleans Saints, a struggling franchise, and we all remember what happened that first year. The Saints went to the NFC Championship. Now, I'm not saying that Matt Rule is going to lead Carolina to the NFC Championship game. I'm just saying when things change, like when you have a new regime, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes things uh, change for the better. So, TJ, we discussed to discuss no hard feelings. All blessed to be in your company. Yeah, man, no, no, no issue with that, Ernest. You know what I'm saying? I have no issue with you know what I'm saying with your comment or nothing like that. I just I I, I, I didn't agree with it or I didn't agree with your with your comment. But I mean, it's all love, man. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what this show is about: agreeing to disagree. Uh, yeah, man, but. 
Uh, that's right. How about Teddy Bridgewater's success? Yep. I mean, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater could have been, you know, here with the Saints. Uh, I do strongly feel like the reason why he's not with the Saints because Drew Brees came back. I feel like uh, Teddy Bridgewater was promised to be the successor to Drew Brees. And uh, Drew Brees threw a monkey wrench in, in the plan uh, because uh, he decided to come back. Uh, I really felt like uh, Drew Brees probably told Sean Payton, uh, Mickey Loomis, that that, that was going to be his last year. And um, he probably based that on the fact that the Saints went to the NFC Championship game the, the, the previous year. And they probably thought, okay, man, we can get over the hump this year. And he probably told them that he was going to retire. Because why in the world, like honestly, why in the world would Teddy Bridgewater not want to go to the Miami Dolphins, his hometown team, to be their starting quarterback? Think about this, folks. To be their starting quarterback of your hometown team, okay? He went to, I mean, he went to high school maybe like 30 minutes from, from that stadium. But you decide to just completely just give up that opportunity to be a backup to Drew Brees? Like, that don't make sense nowhere. That that don't make no – that's like somebody telling you, look, man, I want you to be the president of a Fortune 500 company, okay? You get the opportunity to be a president or a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And they're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, nah, I'm going to stay here because – I want to be the, you know what I'm saying, a vice president of this company I'm at right now. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. None. The only logical explanation I have is that Sean Payton, Mickey Loomis, told Teddy Bridgewater that Drew Brees was retired. And Drew Brees decided to come back, and they didn't want, you know what I'm saying, just to be like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying, we just going to get rid of Drew. They decided to allow him to come back, and that's when Teddy Bridgewater left. Notice when Drew Brees made his decision a couple days later, that's when Carolina signed Teddy Bridgewater. Coincidence? I think not. But I want to say thank you very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. And previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anchor fm please subscribe and uh, check them out and follow uh one of those streaming apps uh, i want to thank everybody that has already but we're trying to grow the channel we're trying to grow the podcast uh around the country around the world so please if you have a few seconds okay just take a few seconds and search the state of the saints podcast and and subscribe thank you all very much y'all take care and like always all I got to say is, who that?